Greetings, fair ghouls and friendly ghosts. Welcome to Give Me Goosebumps. Hosted by your fellow specters as they rediscover and relive the terrors of childhood. But, listeners beware. Actually, (laughs) you know the drill. Hi, I'm May, and I'm frozen for the next five turns. Good luck without me. And I'm Nova. So basically, I'm CGI Monkey. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. (laughs) And today, we invite you to grab your dice and join us, because we're talking board game movies. Wahoo! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's go! Um, (laughs) To start, Jumanji. Is a book written by Chris Von Allsberg about two kids finding the titular board game Jumanji. And the game quickly becomes very real as the jungle comes to life around them. And they must deal with the new threats until someone wins the game. But we are specifically talking about Jumanji 95 because it's a personal favorite of mine. And it's suspenseful and scary for kids since the book it is based upon is a picture book they needed to give it a little narrative you gotta have something going on in a movie you can't just have vibes (laughs) so hollywood says (laughs) so hollywood says so they come up with um this story about two kids playing a game sarah and Alan, Alan Parrish ends up being sucked into the titular game. It's Jumanji. Just in case you guys forgot, it's Jumanji. <laughs> He's sucked into the game. 26 years later, two more kids free him in a jungle of problems. Monkeying around ensues, and some friends are reunited. The game is afoot. Great film. And the reason we're including this is because, like, even watching it now as an adult, like, it's still, I can see how it would have been scary. Like, I personally, I did not watch Jumanji as a kid. I don't know how it didn't happen. I genuinely don't. Uh, I did watch Zathura in theaters, and then I bought that board game in 2005. (laughs) More on that later. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those movies that I guess ran on TV sometimes, and... Like, I understood what happened. It was Robin Williams and board game come to life. And there are animals that can kill you. And it was a scary movie for kids. And I think that when I was looking up the movie, too, even um, I want to say it was Roger Ebert, who, you know, writes reviews for movies online. um, Very, like, critically known. Um, Even he was like, this is too scary Like, this is definitely too scary for kids. And I think I also read that Robin Williams didn't show his kids after he made this. Like, he didn't let them see it when they were children. It's very scary. And it it makes kids face, like, this this very... It's a real danger that they have to stop. And it's their responsibility. And for all intents and purposes, these kids are very, like, willing to step up. Which I really like. Judy and Peter get it, and then they they have to help Alan Parrish, who is Robin Williams, 
beard it the fuck up. Crazy little monkey man. Yeah, he's got his leaf clothes. So they roll. Such a roll. Mm-hmm. They get him released from the game because as you see in the opening scene when he uh, finds the game and he's really excited about it and Sarah, his neighbor, starts playing with him, he gets a uh, role that says that you need a five or an eight to be released. But Sarah, you know, being however old they're supposed to be at the beginning, let's say 10 <laughs> or 13 tops, I guess. Yeah, I would say Whatever. like 14 because they the father was threatening, at least. was threatening Alan with um like a boarding, boarding school. school. Yeah. They had had a fight. They had a big fight before they started playing Jumanji. He was actually running away when Sarah came over. Suitcase. Yeah, he had his suitcase packed. He was going to run away so that he wouldn't have to go to boarding school. And then he hears the game because the, the game sounds like drums. Um, and only kids can hear it, it seems. Ominous drums. <laughs> Ominous drums in the distance. So uh, Sarah starts playing with him. Uh, and he gets sucked into the game right in front of her. It's very traumatizing. And then the bats that she rolled earlier in the game come out of the chimney and attack her. So she runs out of the building and never goes back. And she goes to therapy throughout her <laughs> young adult and adult life to talk to someone about this because the whole town just believes that he ran away from home and she, you know, has or he crazy was murdered story. or that he you- was murdered. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are people that believe the father did it. Um, and so he disappears, but you know, her story is just too crazy. So she gets therapy and she, you know, tricks herself into believing that that never happened it couldn't happen that's not real you know someone couldn't have been sucked into a board game um and then he shows up on her doorstep (laughs) because yeah with two more kids with two more kids because it's her turn in the game and the game can't be finished until all of the players finish the game together because if someone can't roll it can't move forward yeah they've already summoned some big spiders some monkeys are wreaking havoc um, I'm pretty sure they've had a stampede at this point. So things are getting big, affecting the town. Uh, so they're the only ones who can stop this from happening. And so they have to basically like bully Sarah into playing with them again. I, I felt for her. I love, I loved her. I love Sarah. She was my favorite character. She's just truly great. Um, the best reactions to all of it. And also at being able to like, truly, you know, hold her own. like in comparison because yeah alan had some has like 30 years of jungle experience but she's able to kind of keep up with him and i thought that was really fun yeah Um, i also really like judy and peter i like that judy just runs around doing little accents and fucks around with people about her dead parent she is oscar nominated for a reason (laughs) i love her so much she just don't she just you know trolls trolls people about how her parents died mm-hmm. her brother's a little cutie they skip school to play jumanji and unleash all this stuff oh yeah so and they're good siblings they're they're nice to each other and she's they're very protective and like yeah they got their own little world such a nice dynamic yeah so once there's they're all four together they end up releasing um 
What did he call it? Was he a colonel? I mean, a colonel or what was he called? Um, I just have him written down as Van Pelt, but maybe oh, yeah, he was right. a Van Pelt. He's been hunting Alan for, you know, the whole time he's been in the board game and now he's mm-hmm. out in the real world. Um, he's <laughs> he breaks his gun pretty early on and there's this great scene where he just walks in and he's able to like buy a machine gun. Oh my god. Yeah, he just pulls out some old-timey gold coins from his pocket and the gun guy just shuts the door and is like, okay, fine, we don't have to do the waiting period. And I just was like, yeah, this is really <laughs> how it be in America. Nothing has changed since 95. Uh, yeah, so he goes from having his little, like, you know, old-school shotgun to now having a fucking machine gun. Um... This movie is too scary for kids. Can you imagine being hunted down by like some old timey looking dude with a huge yeah. crazy mustache? And then and a when you when the old timey dude gets close enough to you, it's your fucking dad. It's your dad. It's Al. It's he's played by the same actor who plays Robin Williams' father in the flashback. Which, but you'd have to actually really look at it to see it, which is like so scary on another level. Just imagine, and they never bring it up. I know. So he is now hunting all of them, but he's really only shooting at Alan. And I, they do say that in the game where it's like, he rolled me. So at, so we know that whatever you roll only affects you. It doesn't affect the whole group, except for it does kind of affect the whole group. If it's like- it's Environmental stuff, for sure. Whatever. But everybody got fucked by those Ivy. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I love them. I, I also really love, and I know that this is just another thing that, you know, we talk about loving about the 90s, but, like, the sets were so much fun. The monsoon oh. scene, the in, indoor yeah. monsoon scene. I knew that they would do some indoor water, but, I mean, they must have built, like, a whole water soundstage of this house for this this one scene. And they've got... Um, Looks good. They've got puppets for the plants that are taking over the house. They've got puppets for um, the creature in the water, which they say, I wrote down alligator and then he schooled me as well. It's a crocodile. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, in the attic, once they get up there and they're dry, um, why did the 90s love quicksand so much? All right. (laughs) It was like, I remember that was such a fear, too, as a kid, too. Like, I think we just had a collective fear of quicksand and the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, but they use it so well because he starts <laughs> getting stuck down there and then they I end like it that. and undo it. But he's still stuck there and his little leg, his legs are just hanging through the ceiling. I, and I love that. Oh yeah, I, I love wrote that, that too. They had they must have had so many different kind of like uh floor set pieces for that too. And I think yeah. the best part about them using, you know, quote unquote quicksand is that it's like sand does not appear. The actual like wood turns into quicksand. Yeah. So it has that like CGI moment of him being sucked through the floor and then it stops and it becomes practical stills of his face while um well, he Sarah has is holding him so he doesn't slip down when it's his turn again. So, yeah. and she has to roll by, like, they put the, the dice in her mouth so she can spit it out because both of her hands are holding him in yeah, the wood. Yeah, I love that. Oh, it's great. And then when the house splits open, I think that they 
Like it's like a real set being pulled apart. It's very fun. I just, it's so good to look at. Even though the CGI of the animals is like very dated because it was the 90s. Can you imagine being a kid and how realistic it would have looked then? And the fact that they do these like really great practical effects of like when the rhinos are about to stampede through, they like actually use a hydraulic press to like smash the wall. So it looks like they're about to come through and then it CGI's. It's good. It's good. Um, They're able to finish the game. And do we want to talk endings at the end or do we want to talk about them in their respective thing? Just do it here. Yeah, Jumanji, you know, if this was a smaller movie that people might not have seen, sure. But aside from me, who's like the black sheep here, I feel most people have probably seen Jumanji in their youth. And if you haven't, it's like me spoiling it is not going to change your opinion. It's still going to be a fun one. All right. So um, they win the game. And all of a sudden, Alan and Sarah transported back to 1969. This is... And in do they retain their memories, good on them, and uh, in doing so, Alan is able to repair his relationship with his dad, fix uh, <laughs> fix his, the mistake he made earlier when he got an employee at his dad's factory fired. Oh my um, god! Subsequently, making sure that employee doesn't become a cop, and yep. also he since his dad doesn't go. Um, doesn't um you know become desperate and spend all his time and money looking for his son the factory stays open so there is no longer a um, housing issue and a job problem that is led that uh, was experienced in the 90s um uh-huh. sarah is able to grow have a grow up normally as well as alan who was robbed of his childhood mm-hmm. because he was in jumanji <laughs> and then 26 years later, they're throwing a party and they're new. Oh, yeah. They're doing like their Christmas holiday party because he owns the factory now. They don't really talk about that, but that's the insinuation. He and Sarah are together. They live in his old childhood house. Everybody's happy and they invite, uh, they have their brand new employees over. And oh, yeah. They brought their kids. And oh my gosh, it's Judy and Peter and their parents are alive. And. <laughs> They're like, hey, when can you start? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we were, we can start uh, after we go on this skiing trip. To which they go, no. And mm-hmm. then they hand Judy and Peter presents, and it's sort of weird because they, it's not, they don't get presents to anyone kids, else. That's not clear if the kids remember them yet, or if they ever will. True, because this is, you know, butterfly effect. They reset the timeline so that if he's not out of the game and the company is still going and the family still has the house, then there's no reason for her, for, for Judy and um, Peter to be adopted by the aunt to move into this house. So they, he goes out of his way, I think to hire the parents for his company so that they can see them again. And also make sure they don't become orphans Mm -hmm. and make sure they don't become orphans, which is so cute. Some of those, sometimes those endings where it's like, and none of what you watch tap, actually happened are frustrating but i think this is the best case scenario literally literally, everything was better about it and i did research and anybody that understands quantum physics and time paradoxes please correct me (laughs) but apparently this would be considered an ongoing time paradox Mm -hmm. and it has and be 
With yeah, both, the possibility both going at the same time, you know, with the possibility to to loop indefinitely under um like certain specifics, like roles, <laughs> because every uh-huh. single uh you know you have a what was it like a what it was a six sided dice right so that's uh-huh. six branches per roll. Oh, you can't think to it's it's just that episode of Community, except for yeah. every single thing ever. <laughs> yeah i just think it's fun fun little ongoing time paradox we got to see the good ending yeah we saw the good ending and i love bad ending uh bad ending is now. no one ever just just based on statistics no one ever rolls a five or eight and he's just trapped there <laughs> that's the worst ending for real though because then they could never finish the game because he's just in there exactly so basically, Peter's monkey now. Um, yeah. So I do have some trivia for this that I can talk about before we get yeah, into our baby. next film while we're still fresh on it. So um, according to Chris Van Allsburg, who wrote the book, the title Jumanji is Zulu for many effects. Um, whether or not that's true or not, I guess I'm not going to look into. Um Robin Williams was beloved by the town of Keene, New Hampshire, where they filmed all of the, um, the like town stuff. I guess the whole movie where they filmed the movie. Um, and the Paris shoes sign is still up on the factory that they used for the outside. And apparently like the, they gave him a key to the city afterwards. And there is, um, or at least around the time of his passing, all the townsfolk made like a little shrine outside of the parish sign for him. So very sweet. So Bradley Pierce, who played Peter, um, I liked that this was trivia. He liked doing the monkey makeup, even though it took all those hours in the chair to put on and remove. Like he really liked being monkey. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? Um. Oh, yeah. You mentioned it when we were watching the movie, but they made a going postal joke. Um, yeah, because uh, you ha- weren't really familiar. I didn't know that that was it. a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's where the. So when he goes to buy the gun, yeah, yeah he's like, "You're not a post office worker, are you?" Because uh, that's where the term "going postal" comes from. Is because a post office worker shot some people, right? At the post office, so that's where the term "going postal" comes from. So, like, it was it was a dark joke. To have in a kid's movie, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. It got a bad chuckle out of me. <laughs> I, I will admit. Um, so the fun thing about Jumanji is that it wasn't a board game before the movie came out, and it became a board game the next year. So it's the first game based off of a movie. I think that's fun. Um, and then lastly, I have uh, a couple of points of like who could have been in this movie. So imagine, if you will, in the darkest timeline, who could have been um, young Judy instead of Kirsten Dunst? Scarlett Johansson. Ooh. Yeah, she auditioned and lost. Thank goodness. I'm sorry. Uh, she could never. Miss Dunst? Miss Dunst is such an Ugh. obvious choice. Um... Bruce Willis was considered before Robin Williams. Uh, they thought Robin would be too goofy, too silly, and they wanted oh this man, he they, taken he a little bit more them. seriously, and he fucking showed up. 
Oh, um, his intense scenes are legitimately he's very scary. He's oh, very yeah. when he gets up in their faces, they're like, "You have to play this game. You have to grow up." And blah blah. blah. So it's like ah. Yeah, and they I guess they were worried because uh, he was known for uh, imp- doing a lot of improv of his scenes and his lines, and yeah. Jumanji is a very That's why he story. quit Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they were concerned that he wouldn't stick to the script, and he was like, no, I take this very seriously. So he only improved some of the like more comedic lines, but everything else was to the script. And it was beautiful. Um, truly one of my favorite performances of him yeah and thank goodness um bruce willis was considered and the reason that he didn't do it is because he was too busy with die hard with a vengeance so i think it worked out for everyone that he wasn't in jumanji i do want to say there was one actor who was shortlisted that i also think would have been fun but it wouldn't have been the same movie and i wouldn't have wanted it but brian cranston was also on the shortlist to play alan and i think he also would have been he would have done well but, but I, I don't think I would have wanted Jumanji wouldn't have been Jumanji. what yeah it wouldn't have been such a such a blockbuster such a hit if not for Robin Williams I I do think that Brian Cranston's a great shortlist though he would right? have brought, he would have a lot of dignity he brings a lot of dignity to all his characters he plays even like his goofball ones he would have yeah been, but I'm glad we got Robin Williams on this one because it's truly, uh, it's truly nice. Also, I didn't know, but there was a Jumanji animated series from '96 to '99. It lasted like uh, forty episodes or something, and um, the voice actor for Alan Parrish was the guy who was Patrick Starr, uh. which is fascinating to me. And apparently, uh, the antagonist was Tim Curry. Oh, that's fun. Tim Curry is. He used to do a lot of voiceover stuff in Nigel Thornberry, we trust. Oh, yeah. And I bet it was probably fun. Will I be looking it up? Probably not, but... <laughs> oh, no, they, I've seen that some of the stills from it. It's not very It's not very pretty to look at. Um, I guess just for um, completionist sake, we will mention that there has been a reboot that's about a video game and a sequel to that reboot. So, yeah, um, the reboots are apparently, they're considered sequels, but that's only because they mention Alan Parrish, con- like, canonically as someone who has been trapped in this game before, and I and think And I that- believe the ant actually pops up. The ant pops up in the sequel. Yeah, so it's it doesn't matter. To be honest, it's in more poor taste considering that both of these movies were developed and created after Robin Williams took his own life in 2014. They're fun. They're fine. But they're not... Like, the vibe is definitely different. It's a a different timeline. It's the, you know, happy ending timeline. And I put too much energy into the non-happy ending timeline to really, like even consider it like a sequel sequel sort mm-hmm. of thing and i can only do kevin hart in small doses that's not a joke about his height <laughs> it is a jab at his almost intolerable personality oh every part he's just he's <laughs> awful 
I sat through both the movies and he, like, I was able to tune him out. The rest of the cast is wonderful. But He's like, good when you get him playing off somebody. And I do think he yeah. plays off The Rock really well. But oh, I, I, we're talking too much about these movies because they're inconsequential to the Jumanji board game universe. And even more to a point, if we're talking about, you know, it's not even a good spiritual successor, to be honest, because it's, there are no stakes and it's no, there's no severity. So yes, the kids understand that they are game avatars and that if they lose all their lives, they'll die. They're not themselves. They're not limited by their own kid human abilities like they're given special abilities and so it's just it's jumanji but amped up and i don't think that jumanji needed to be amped up i don't like i understand that video games are like the new way of like being like oh yes this is a new type of game let's explore a different version of this and i i like i respect that and i think that they're they're fun movies but the reason why you know this can never be jumanji of the past is because jumanji was a scary movie for kids and it was about like they could die they could die you have to face your fears you might have to grow up alone you might have a fight with your parents and you might never get to resolve it you know and they bring that up in the new ones but it's just the fact that they're video game avatars And that, you know, if they die, they disappear and they fall back from the sky or whatever. It just makes it this, like, it puts a barrier between you and death. And nobody turns into a monk, right? And no one turns into a monkey. But Jack Black does do a really great teen girl impression the whole movie. It's incredible. Watch it if only for that. (laughs) Watch it if only for that. And then the sequel, skip it. (laughs) Just skip it. Do you ready to blast off? And talk Zathura. Absolutely. So the plot of Zathura is, you'll never guess it, two more kids. Yes, there technically is a third kid. We'll talk about her in a bit. Two kids, they are fighting instead of friends like in the first one, which automatically makes this movie a little bit worse. (laughs) Josh Hutcherson is the older brother and he's just an absolute fucking dick to his siblings. If you're wondering... Like, plot-wise and thematically, Zathura is the exact same as Jumanji, but it happens in space. Um, I think that if you really wanted to lay them side-by-side, plot-for-plot, it probably is an exact replica. What I think is is fascinating is, um, while Jumanji, they had to create that, that narrative... I think that Chris Van Osberg might have gotten a little bit lazy because I don't know what Zathura the book is like, but I think that the adaptation was just pulled from the book, which is why it matches the same ending. And I think he watched the movie Jumanji and was like, hey, what if I did a space version of that? I think the studio approached him and said, hey, do you think you could make a sequel to Jumanji? And he was like, I can give you Jumanji in space. Maybe they didn't ask for a specific sequel. Maybe they were just like, hey, we want to make another Jumanji-esque movie. And he's like, okay, well, have I? I got an idea for you. Because the book came out not too... Came out in 2002, and then this movie premiered in 2005. Which, even with that's how long a, a decent movie turnaround. takes and stuff, that's a, yeah. So, I mean, it could have been, you know, the, the studio could this have approached him first, or he could have been like, hey, I need some more money. I'm going to just write another Jumanji and see if the studios want it. Who knows? Either way. He certainly did. <laughs> yeah. And 
I'll talk about the ending when we get there, but it does sort of mimic the same thing as Jumanji, which makes it cheaper, but it's but worse. Poorly. It sucks. Poorly. Anyway, God. That, all that being said, I saw Zathura in theaters when it came out in 2005. I was probably like, I don't know, 11 to 13 years old, somewhere in that age range. And I thought it was phenomenal. And me and my sister got the board game and we played it all the time. Um, I blocked out the twist and so did my sister. I asked her recently after I rewatched it, I said, do you remember this ending? And she said, no. And I said, me either. <laughs> so for how as much as we liked it, we clearly did not remember uh, the bad parts. We only remembered the parts that were good, which is memory. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> but so Zathura is about these two kids. They find the board game in the basement or underneath the stairs or something like that. I don't think it called out to them the way that Jumanji did. I think that the, the, yeah, the, the younger brother was being ignored by his older brother and their eldest sister played by Kristen Stewart, um, doesn't seem to be interested in hanging out with her younger siblings at all as most teens are. So he's annoyed. He wants to hang out. He wants to play a game. He's bored. They're waiting for their mom to come pick them up because their parents are divorced and he pulls out Zathura and he starts playing it, and the second anyone starts playing it, the game has begun. It doesn't matter who else is in the house. So the game starts. The game uh, is afoot. The game is afoot. And um, the first thing he pulls are meteorites. And so meteorites start shooting through the ceiling, burning the floor, destroying the room. And the boys survive it by hanging out in the fireplace. Um, and then they find out that it only affected that room. The rest of the house is fine. But when you open the front door, you'll never, you'll never guess where they are. Where else could they be? They're in space. Um, we never, it never brings up the fact that there's no oxygen in space. I think that that would just make the movie way too complicated. So we have to oh, just- I was terrified. Immediately, I was like, why aren't these kids freaking out about how much And I said, hold on, left. suspend your disbelief. This is a board game movie. <laughs> If I were in their shoes, though, that would be that immediately when I breathe. I know. I would have shut the door so fast. I'd be like, oh, we gotta we gotta keep all the oxygen in the house. So anyway, that's not an issue. Um do they fridge their sister next? I think so. I think that's the first card that Josh Hutcherson pulls is um your crewmate is suspended in cryo for five turns or some some shit like that. And they go upstairs and um their sister, who was like about to take a shower, but she's still clothed, don't worry, uh, <laughs> is totally frozen, like brushing her hair in the bathroom, completely frozen, head to toe. And, like, and it's Whoa. a really, it is a very good model of her. It's a great, well-made statue. It's very spooky. Um, I also read in the trivia that adult men were trying to buy it after the movie, which really skeeved her out. And yeah, because I think she was like a teen at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, She's not that much older than we are. Um, gross. Creepy. I hope that no one got it. <laughs> I hope it's like... It's a job, I, hope, I hope it's in the back of Kristen's closet and nowhere else. God, you're right. Probably John Favreau still has it. I hate thinking about that. He's anyway, this movie was directed by John. He's using it as a co 
So she's frozen. She has no idea what's happened. She was brushing her hair. Now she's frozen. And then later in five turns, she'll be unthawed and she'll be confused and in space. Now how many and... minutes is ta- is five turns in this movie? Oh, so much of it. So <laughs> much of it. I, you know, I remembered Kristen Stewart being the older sister in this. And in my mind, I was like, she has to have more agency than this, right? Like I really thought and hoped and in rewatching the movie, it just does her so dirty. She has realistic responses to the things that are happening. And she does like manage to hold her own a little bit. But she doesn't ever get to stand up, make a decision. She does not. She's not an active participant in this game. Unlike Jumanji, where there are four players. Zathura is a two player game only due to the mechanics of the game. Um, like it's physically a mechanical little path with two little rockets. So other people can be involved, but they are not playing. So she has like nothing to do except scream. And one of the cards that they pull is to rescue an astronaut played by Dax Shepard. <laughs> so uh, she on Thaws, he's here and he has beautiful eyes. And she's like in love. She's like, I've th- look at this guy in his twenties. I've never met before. And we're in space. And instead of, uh, you know, anything else, I'm just going to talk about him for a while. What girl. Yeah. I hate it. She, she's like, I have a date tonight. I don't want to babysit them. I'm going to take a shower. And then she's out of the movie for almost the whole movie. And then she thaws and she's like, wow, this astronaut's kind of hot. Even though this astronaut just like busted in and ate a bunch of fucking food. <laughs> like he is like kind of like fuck these kids in space he's very not nice to them for someone who's been rescued i'm gonna talk about the good stuff first before okay. i get to the awful part okay so here's the good news this movie is directed by john favreau regardless of whether or not um you like his Marvel movies or whatever. He does know how to make an action movie. Like I will give that to him. He makes very favorable Disney films. He does. Um, And I appreciate that. I don't know if he's still like this in his career, but he is on record for Zathura for having said, like, I want to do as much practically as I can. I know this is a movie in space. I want it as practical as I can. So when they destroy the house, like that's all real or you know the set for the house like that's all real effects um the robot that they uh the toy robot that they activate and becomes evil and grows really big is a puppet from the waist up and anytime he moves around the house they animate the legs but he is a puppet and so you can see in all the close-ups that it's like a physical thing i really love that yeah it makes Um, it way scarier mm -hmm, exactly and so all you know the you can tell what becomes CGI. It's pretty apparent. It's 2005, you know, CGI in the early 2000s really had a look to it. Um, but because there's so much practical, like it's a very fun movie to watch. It's Jumanji, but in space. <laughs> how can they go wrong, you ask? And here's how. So at the end of Jumanji, Alan makes a roll and then it goes like, go back a couple of spaces and redo your roll. I I can't remember exactly how they worded it in Jumanji, but they do one of those things. And so he re-rolls and then he gets a perfect ending, you know, the perfect number to get out of the game and happy ending. So this movie does a similar thing where uh, 
it's like you have to roll a 10 and he rolls a nine. Oh shit that sucks and then it's like okay go back all these spaces you see, get to redo your mistakes or something like that see i and they blame it on zathura oh my god zathura is a black hole and black holes okay have like, yeah see now in my head since and this is because i just did so much like jumanji big birch i gotta stop saying it wrong i say as jumanji as a joke I well, that's it. what they say in the movie, no? Jumanji! Yeah. Or am I just really thinking about Reese Darby? Jumanji! Jumanji! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Jumanji! Welcome to Jumanji! I'm a pirate. Uh, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, I, I do think they do lean on the black hole thing, but I also thought that they were doing, like, their uh, parallel timeline like branch thing again in particular like i think the seed that would that was supposed to be explored but was executed very poorly was when josh hutcherson's character pulled the make a wish oh yeah no upon when a I was star trivia, the, the trivia was dropping all of these like and this is a hint for the future and it's like but it's not obvious enough like he could still be it felt an like NPC. It came out of nowhere. Like I just, there was nothing in there. Like even when he like immediately knows where the kitchen is and goes to the fridge and start eating and stuff. Like and then you know he has the card and like there are a couple of other things he says or does or whatever. But it, here's the thing, Dax Shepard. I do not, I do not even care about the fact that they do that like face morph thing later. Dax Shepard does not in any universe look like an adult Josh Hutcherson. So when they are like, oh my God, it's Josh Hutcherson grown up. From the bad timeline. From the bad timeline where he wished his, yeah. he wished on the shooting star and wished that his sibling would go away instead of wishing for the astronaut sibling to come home. Like instead of doing the good thing, he did well, the bad thing. No, he originally, it was very dramatic. Dax comes running in there because oh, that's right, right, right. Divergent point, and and he knows this is where it could change or whatever. And this Josh Hutcherson is like, I wish I had this side desk baseball, and. And Dax Shepard is really worried about it. Like, yeah. he does, like, run in, like, oh, my God, please tell me that you didn't wish to get rid of your brother. Um, yeah. Which is another point to prove that he is him. It's just, for me, there were not enough signs. There was not enough similarities between even the way that the two, like, the actors acted. Like, there were no mannerisms. Like, nothing in this movie told me that Dax Shepard could be a grown-up Josh Hutcherson. I thought about it in that particular scene, just mm-hmm. because I was like, why were you so worried about it? Did you do that to your sibling? And then it was like, oh, Marvel's what if they do this? And then they did it for me. Yeah. And, uh, like, I guess I don't know. I think he should have been nicer to Especially the younger brother. I know. He was too big of an asshole to these. He was like, very fuck these kids. I mean, and I know that it's also like, I've been in space for whatever yeah. number of so years they are ex- would they, me into this age. They do yeah. not even say that. They don't, yeah, they, they don't explicitly say anything. And so, yeah, and they don't know. So like, I wish that they even had a line like that he was a player. Like, yeah. Any indication that this was a guy trapped in the game instead of just an astronaut that yeah. could be very well part of the game mechanic, like a Van Pelt. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, I got through it and I was like, am I stupid for not catching on to these hints 
Like, nah. if I can't as an adult, there's no way kids are looking into that either. Nah, Which I, I guess it. is like, well, it's a big twist then. Was it a good twist, though? I got it literally. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I got it through my research of Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, not how you make a movie, dude. Um, so by copying your other movie? Crazy. But then... Not making it better, like making it a worse pro. Like you made you made the Sheen version. Um, they literally, and you said it. You said it when we were watching it. You, they literally fridge Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> they fridge Lisa for the whole movie, and then they give her a crush on her older brother or her younger brother, grown up. I mean, but she doesn't like, know. She, she just is like, "Oh, you have such pretty eyes. I'm so handsome and stuff." And then like. Like two scenes later, <laughs> Josh Hutcherson is presented with another opportunity to wish, and he wishes for the other guy's brother to come back. Oh my god, it's his little brother Dax's him. And they don't even let her go through a facial journey where she realizes she's it. like, not, yeah, I know, right? They just focus on the kids, and then they do that stupid CGI thing where they like morph Dax Shepard into a CGI Josh Hutcherson, and then they touch hands, and then he gets Osmosis Jonesed into his body. Oh what? Oh my god, he's <laughs> What even? And then, like, and then they, they all get sucked into a black hole. And everything's fine, and the house is back to normal, and they're just like, do you still think my eye? So Lisa's like, we never talk about this again, as she's about to get picked up for her date. Like, she's running over to the car, and he was like, do you still think I have beautiful eyes? And she's like, ugh. And that's the end of the movie. Zoom out on the house, and the two boys are, now they're getting along. They weren't getting along at the beginning, and now they're getting along, and they're throwing the baseball back and forth. To mirror the beginning where Josh Hutcherson kept trying to like steal the baseball and play catch with his dad and fuck over the little brother. Now they're all happy and friends and everything's fine. It just brings the whole movie down. And that's after she was frozen for 40 minutes. It's like getting, getting like kicked in the nuts. Each nut individually. <laughs> Jumanji was like, here is a rambunctious little girl who's so good at acting and so good at things. And then we're going to give you an, a wonderful adult woman character. And then Zathura said, no women for you. No women. No. This is about boys. This is the boys one. Uh, do you have any trivia for this one? Because I just... I, I do have some trivia. I don't. I was about it, to go big brain that. for a second, but I think it should be after your trivia. One, Kristen Stewart is only two years older than Josh Hutcherson. I think that's funny, just because he is so small, and she yeah. does look a lot older. Apparently, they're only two years apart. And this house is the same house as Disturbia, two thousand seven. Very different genres. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's that. that's literally all the trivia there is for Zathura. They were like, yeah, uh, John Favreau liked practical effects, and that's it. <laughs> talking a lot about, like, uh, timelines and branching and all that, uh, let's say, hypothetically, there is a timeline where, you know, Zathura had done really well in the box office, enough so that they were just like, sir, keep going. I, I pitched Jamon C., Jumanji Underwater. Brilliant. 
Yeah. What else do you think they would have milked? Because I think oh, they would have done Zathura yeah. again, like multiple times, because they made the rules so shitty that they could go back in and try to fix them or add to them, and nobody would even give a fuck because they weren't concrete in the first place. And I, uh-huh. I would also like to believe they do like a dinosaur one. Yeah, dinosaur would be a good one. I was just thinking, like, lost civilizations kind of shit, which is, you know, racism. But, like, yeah. that's that's kind of, like, after we do land, sea, and space, where else do we go? The past. <laughs> and then, because you can't really But I feel like that borders a little bit too much on, like, it could be too much like jungles, but then there's humans now. You know what I mean? I love Jumanji, though. I would have loved to see an under under the sea Jumanji game. I think that's fun. Except here's the thing: I already have it for you. It's Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> you can play Bioshock. <laughs> My final thoughts are that Jumanji is a good movie. The sequels are fine if you don't expect anything other than like a little chuckle about acting like them doing like people doing accents it's just all cgi okay that's it uh versus you know these older ones like they've got practical effects so if you like practical effects watch jumanji 1995 please watch the thora if you're really high and you need something to do <laughs> don't watch it if you're just watching things for Kristen stewart though maybe yeah just no, because pack <laughs> Does nothing for her. I understand. I've been down bad enough to be like, ah, oh, sit through this. I know they're only in it for a minute. Just oh, get the me scene too. Pack. Just get the scene packed. Trust <laughs> me. Any other final thoughts? Uh, you think they're going to make... Do you think? Do you think there's going to be a, a third Jumanji? I think that had COVID not happened, they would have made another. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Right? Because yeah. I think the first... The reboot was 2017 and the second was 2019 i almost positive that there would have been a third had not been for covid yeah i feel like they were even talking about it and everything already like it wouldn't surprise me if the stars align and they end up making another one i mean what i just guardians uh... is wrapped so She's free. I think that instead of doing what they did for the the reboot, which was bring the characters back to some extent and then add new ones, they should have just done new people entirely. Yeah. Because there's really only so many impressions that I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson can do. They need to get the DLC. DLC. And also, I mean, I don't want to see Kevin Hart for a third time. I know they need DLC where they can play as different characters. They sort of do this. So Nick Jonas, for your knowledge, does not come back in this one. And instead we get Aquafina. So they switch out an NBC, but they don't switch out playable characters like the main four. Nah. <laughs> there is also some, uh, they're like, we got to keep it fresh. We can't always put the black person in the black person's body. So there is a part where Jack Black has to do a little bit of a voice. And I hated that for him. It is one scene, though, I think. So anyway, um, you don't have to watch oh, no. Welcome to the Jungle or what, or oh, level, no. a new level or something for that reason, I say. like It's not 
Oh no, Jack Blackson. He truly, it was not like, a, it wasn't evil of him to do. They should not have had him do it. Jack Blackson. It should not have been written into the script for him. I'm so sorry. I know. Jack Blackson. It's awful. <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack Black's black now. Jack Blackson. <laughs> Okay, Awful. I got him. Uh, poor dude. I, that, know. I he needed hate. the money, so yeah. he could go on more road trips with his son. More road trips. Gotta gotta pay for that YouTube channel. More road trips, and I mean, I'm pretty sure they just fun tenacious D at this point, which is like, oh yeah, Ew. and he just does his little TikToks wearing like his little speedo. He's having fun. Oh, I loved his Spider Man series. I had no qualms against. This is pro Jack Black podcast. This is a pro Jack Black podcast. It's just they should not have Can't done that. To wait. Him. Can't wait to talk about his portrayal of R.L. Stein in the future. Down the oh, road. Yeah. Right now though. He does such uh, a fun job. Right now, you're um, more than welcome to hit us up on, on our usual socials and stuff. I don't know if anybody's gonna respond though, because we haven't seen Franz for a second. Uh but the Furby game is open. Yeah, we're pretty, we're almost certain he is in the Furby game. So if you, anybody out there could roll a five or an eight for us. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, we would really appreciate it. I don't want to, you know, he didn't take any snacks and he, I don't, I don't think he'd do well for a overnight weekend. You know what I mean? I'm a little worried that someone might break his little porcelain face. So if everyone could just like roll some dice tonight, I think we can get him out of there. I believe in us. Um, Till next time. Don't play board any board games. <laughs> and while you're at it, stay strange. And we'll see you on the other side. Unless you get stuck in the board game. Bye.